Hi, it's Mary Jean Pigeon with the Restoration of Women's Virtues. In the weeks prior, we've talked about how we as women, made in the image of God, carry a powerful influence. And uh, we've looked into our role, our purpose, position, and power as women. And so today I thought it would be good, being that this is March the 21st, 23rd. March the 23rd, I'm sorry. This is March the 23rd of 2020. Most people are quarantined in their homes. Uh, there's a, a coronavirus pandemic going on. And I thought it would be a great time for us as we carry this powerful influence in us to refresh and renew ourselves to the power of God and his heavenly health care that he has for us and to, to do some scriptural studies on healing. Now, this is based on the fact that we've received Jesus Christ as our savior and we've invited him into our life. <clears throat> and in so doing, we learn a new lifestyle. It's a, we, we've been offered an alternative lifestyle, if you will. And it's different from just the world system. We saw in our purpose, position, and power of woman that we have an, a, a dominion over the darkness. It says in Genesis chapter one, verse 16. And uh, so when the darkness comes, that's when we should arise and shine as women made in God's image. But uh, I thought it would be good for us to review why Jesus came. If you've never invited Jesus Christ into your life, do it now. Do it now. Because I was sitting at home reading a book when I did it and changed my life forever. So I encourage you, <clears throat> if you have invited him into your life and maybe you don't, you haven't been taught or you don't understand his heavenly health care package he has for us, or you, we know and we kind of let it slip. The Bible says we leak like vessels sometimes so to refresh ourselves in it. So this, today's lesson will accomplish all of that. And so I wanted to read to you some thoughts about the kingdom of God because in Genesis, we see there are two worlds. There's the, the, the greater light rules the day, the lesser light rules the night. And so there's two worlds. There's a world you can see and there's a world you can't see. There's a natural world and there's a spiritual world. Unfortunately, uh, most of us live more out of the natural world than we do the spiritual world, but we are practicing and we can get better every day. And that's what I hope that today's lesson will help us do. So this is something that I've had through the years about thoughts on the kingdom of God, because Jesus came to plant his life as a seed into the earth to reestablish the kingdom of God in the earth. When God put man in the garden, <clears throat> he, he, um, that was like the kingdom of God. It was a garden. It was a safe place. And he told the man, male and female, made in his image, to dress it and to keep it. And really, that's a picture. If you fast forward on down to after Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, it's a picture of our hearts. The kingdom of God, Jesus said, is within you. And so it's keeping our hearts grooming and tending and feeding our hearts on the word of God and keeping unforgiveness out and resentfulness out and bitterness out and uh, keeping our hearts alive on God's word. So just looking at Jesus came to plant his life as a seed, the kingdom of God. Jesus himself in his first recorded public proclamation makes two statements. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom is at hand. Those are two statements of fact. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom is at hand. This is his first 
when he first came on the scene, his first public uh, sermon, if you will. And then he said, repent and believe the gospel. So he's got two, two, two statements of fact and two imperatives for action. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom is at hand. You repent. Repent. You is the understood subject there. Repent and believe the gospel. And so um, a repentance we see there is imperative to receiving the kingdom and entering in. Believing is imperative to walking in the kingdom. So you repent and enter in, you believe and release the power of the kingdom. And that's what I want us to see that there is a, that we live out, we can live out of the kingdom of God. Jesus purchased that right for us with his life on the cross. It's obvious that Jesus' compelling passion was to preach the kingdom of God. He moved from town to town, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. He sent out 70 followers to heal the sick and to announce the kingdom of God is near. This concept of the kingdom of God is mentioned 119 times just in the Gospels. So that's what Jesus's life was all about, was preaching the kingdom. The kingdom is a powerful reality. It's not a fantasy. It's not a fairy tale. It's not a make-believe. It's real. The kingdom is within us. The kingdom is all around us. And we activate it by our faith. And our faith is energized by our love walk. So you can see how the, there's a science behind this whole thing. And the word of God is the science of the kingdom. This kingdom is a powerful reality. The reality is that God is at work to bring out into the open a people who will voluntarily live their lives under his guidance. The word kingdom means the rule and the reign of God. The kingdom is real and down to earth, present and powerful. When Jesus declared the kingdom is near, he was saying that God has invaded this world in a new way. See, God was shut out from the garden. And so he, 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 he did things through the Old Testament to stay in touch and stay connected to his man. But he, he now is connected to, to whomsoever will let him come. If you, you may even compare it to soldiers invading an island during a war. God has established a beachhead and will not stop until the whole world is taken. And that's what he's wanting us to do, is to go out and preach the kingdom. God's revolution is the kingdom of God. Realizing that Jesus' passion was establishing the kingdom and was then willing to die for its fulfillment is a powerful thought and is the same kind of commitment found in a revolution. So our leader is a revolutionary <laughs> and his kingdom is real and dynamic. Jesus was announcing a dramatic and forceful change in society to people who were really longing for such a change. He's looking for those people who are willing to uh, live by his kingdom principles. God was at last intervening to put things right. Jesus had something bigger in mind than a political kingdom. God's revolution was to overthrow Satan and evil and bring all the earth and hearts of men back into harmony with himself. Unbelievably, this was not to be accomplished by force of arms, but through suffering and death. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were my disciples would fight in the natural. The demand of the kingdom requires a resolute, radical, costly, and eternal decision. 
when Jesus went to the cross and he went to Jerusalem to go to the cross, he set his face like flint toward Jerusalem. So we have to make a decision, uh, hard decisions sometimes, hard decisions that we're going to follow kingdom principles and rules. And the point of me talking about this today is that we are living in a time when there's a pandemic of coronavirus and we want to know that the kingdom has its own health care package and we want to know how to operate out of that and how to believe for it. It would cost Jesus everything to bring God's kingdom to humankind. Could it cost you and I any less to enter into it and walk it out? The kingdom Jesus declares is real and down to earth. In fact, it, it is heaven invading earth. The kingdom declares a higher standard than the world system. The law might say do not murder, but the kingdom demands we deal with anger as soon as it first touches our heart. The kingdom is real, dynamic, and powerful. It brings healing to our bodies. There you go, coronavirus. <laughs> Reconciliation to our relationships, reality to our faith, fresh meaning to our traditions, forgiveness for our sins, and an overwhelming love in our hearts for God and for one another. We must make a resolute decision for it. We must be firm and unwavering about the kingdom principles in our lives. We must make a radical decision for it. We must be willing to be extreme when necessary and to depart markedly from what is usual and customary when necessary. The kingdom is alive and it's real and it's dynamic. It does have principles to it. Some of those are, it demands that we are subject to our authorities, that we are givers, that we are servers, that we, uh, it takes us above the world system. It takes a higher road and it takes focus for us to stay in tune and in touch with the kingdom. So we have to learn to draw from our heavenly health care package. You know, when you get born again, you get born again off of the incorruptible seed of the living word of God. That seed is incorruptible. The seed that I was born in the natural with was a corrupted seed and it's a natural seed. But the seed that I was born again with is incorruptible and it's supernatural. And in my supernatural born again state, I have a new genetic code. I don't have to go back to my parents' genetic code. And I have a new DNA and it's supernatural. And that new DNA will, will channel me and guide me into a divine, a place of divine health and healing. So that's what we want to learn about in the days ahead. We'll have some more uh, times together. We're going to look at the uh, establishing. We've just established that there are two worlds. There's a natural world. There's a spiritual world. There's the natural life here in the earth. And there's the kingdom life that God wants us to get involved in. Remember Noah being warned of God of things not yet seen, built an ark for the salvation of his household. And so we want to build our ark. And that's what we'll be looking at in the days ahead. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We also live stream on Facebook and YouTube on Thursdays at noon. Hope to see you there.